How do you do it? Do you want some sound effects? I don't drink fizzy drinks because they're... Okay, orange is name. A proper... <laughs> or maybe it's a bit of a... Mate, this guy's going to go on his stupid sparkling water. Hey, oh, look. God, yeah, sparkling water we, with we lime can't. is good, but we are not talking about that. We're talking about noises. Yeah, because you're... <laughs> that's, a, that's a common line. I'm sure that's the line yeah. many people use in their daily lives. In every meeting, it's like, we're not talking about this. We're talking about noises. <laughs> yeah. All right. To be honest... Uh, sorry, when you do drink a tea and you finish with it, it it, it does taste better. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, but like you don't a... you don't do it for every sip. It's only the initial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, yeah, do yeah. we agree that noises are important? Obviously. That's yeah. How yeah. We communicate okay. It's a podcast. Perfect. Right. So we can yeah. start. So, <laughs> hello and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Traveler with Ali, Zaki, and Zayn. This is a show all about enjoying and exploring new sites as we expand our horizons, and in Zame's case, embarrassing himself as he explains to locals his method to a perfect cheese and cucumber sandwich. Pretty straightforward. You get yeah, some cheese, get some cucumber. You get properly annoyed when I, I make you a cheese and cucumber sandwich. I mean, sandwich. to be fair, though, when Dad makes it, it's like it's like one size, one cheese slices the size of like Lego, <laughs> and the other one's like paper, and then there's like tomato, which is cut in the most unlogical way you can ever think of. So I, I kind of get that. Yeah, That's yeah. why you get yourself a cheese slicer and you use it on the cucumber as well to make sure that they're both the same thickness. Yeah, that's a good shout, that. This episode, we head to Samoa. But before we get into any of that, let's go over the usual social connects. So we are on Twitter at The LD Traveller, Facebook and Instagram at The Lockdown Traveller, and of course our blog, uh, thelockdowntraveller.blogspot.com. And as is protocol and routine, we will start with some facts. Please, not to do with cheese. Oh, well, speaking of food... Yeah, okay. Yeah? Apparently okay. portions there are, like, absolutely massive. So, in comparison to what it's like here... I know America's obviously quite quite large as well in terms of the, the portion size, but apparently tomorrow is quite substantial. And also, like, meat is a majority of a staple in most of the food. So, if you're going to mm-hmm. look for, like, veggie or vegan stuff, you might have to look a little bit harder than you would normally. Okay. But... Just interesting that they have like such a uh, maybe I don't know if that's like a, a heritage thing or it's just interesting that they have it's not it's notable enough that people have mentioned it so really do you know what I mean it, it feels like if it was just one person saying oh it's gonna be big then I would have been like it's You're not like, relevant really but yeah. yeah quite yeah. a lot of places seem to suggest that's quite substantial interesting yeah. gotta try it yeah but I like that you mentioned America because I have an interesting fact which is. That Samoa is 24 hours ahead of American Samoa, which is only a 30-minute flight away. Really? Huh. Yeah, so to kind of understand this fact, um, I'm going to do a very brief history-slash-geography lesson. All right, we'll do, we'll do a little the TLC Science history segment, jingle. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, of course. So in 1899, uh, the US and Germany split Samoa. Sorry, can you can you do your old man history voice whilst you're doing this? I mean, Zucky did do the jingle. Do, do I have an old man? Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Back in my No, no, Robert, no, no, no. <laughs> Just carry on. Carry on. So anyway, in 1899, Germany and the US split Samoa. So the Western Islands went to the Germans, and the Eastern Islands went to the Americans. Okay. Then after World War One, New Zealand took over Western Samoa, and in 1962, Western Samoa gained independence. And so Samoa's main trading partners are now New Zealand and Australia, but both of them are 24 hours ahead, and so that was just causing all kinds of issues when they're doing trade. <laughs> yeah. 
So to make things easier, Samoa just moved west of the international dateline in December 2011, so relatively recently, I would say, within the last mm. 10 years. And American Samoa just stayed as it is. So if you hop on a flight and travel from one Samoa to the next, you can actually just travel, you know, 24 hours in the past or future in just 30 minutes, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah. It makes sense, but it's also really weird, yeah. I mean, I have another fact, if we, if you will allow that. Sure. Kind of related to the whole New Zealand-Australia thing. But two years before they changed the date, so in 2009, they actually also changed the side of the road you were supposed to drive on. And it went surprisingly well. Hmm. They had months of preparation for this. And then one morning at 6 o'clock, 6 a.m., September 8, 2009, police minister gets on the radio and says, you know, everyone, stop driving. And then a few minutes later, the Prime Minister shows up and says, all right, everyone, switch to the other side of the road. Okay. And so they do that, and then they just carry on like normal. And it's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah I can imagine trying to do that here, mate. That would be nice. Yeah, I right. Know. I can only imagine that happening. Well, it was the first country since, I think, the 1970s to just change the side of the road you drive on. Huh. Well, didn't... Wasn't there something similar in Burma as well? But that was for, like... That was because their leader was a, yeah. It was just his decision to do that. But yeah, yes. it's interesting. That wasn't that wasn't as smooth, if I remember right. But yeah, this is quite hmm. interesting. They just everyone just adopted it. Nice. But did they change the what happens with the cars then? Because I'm assuming they're originally left-hand drive and now yeah. Right, so it or? did it did have a lot of um, backlash for from some of the groups. Like all the bus people said, you know, now our doors are going to open in the middle of yeah. the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So aside from like kind of that backlash it was pretty smooth and then they eventually transitioned to getting you know everything on the other side of the road cool a left hand steering as well right yeah nice nice okay uh so my my fact is around the samoan houses so the houses or fales as they're called are huge um houses made out of wood and coconut fiber and the interesting thing about them is that they do not actually have any walls um Mm. internally or externally and the reason why they don't have these walls, so imagine it's like an erected house um, with a roof and then just timber um, beams holding it in mm. place, but no actual walls. And the reason they have that is because family and the idea of family is integral to life. So they encourage that if you don't have walls, you don't have capacity issues, which means that you can have huge parties um, without actually saying, oh, sorry, we can't accommodate more people. Right. Um, so it's mm. promoting bonding and hospitality and stuff. And what I also found, which was a bit awkward if i'm honest because you, since you, there are no walls you can see what's going on inside so if you're walking up to a mate's house and a prayer has started inside that person's house and you can see them praying you're not actually allowed to go in you have to wait outside until mm, they finish okay. right. but if you've th- crossed over onto the threshold so you're technically in their house and the prayer started you have to join in so okay. just, just something to keep an eye mm. out for mm. and i'm assuming like with privacy concerns have they got like curtains and stuff some of the modern ones added? do um, so you can get like curtains or the, the little wooden mesh silhouette things, but most of it is still just wooden beams. Some of the traditional ones, just yeah, it's just beams and a and a roof. That's pretty cool. Is it is it always one story? Mm, I from the pictures, I would say yes. But okay. the, again, the modern one might be might be two story, but most of the traditionals are just it's it's a very um, it's elegant but uh, mm. quite simple. And the thing is, you can rent them and they open up to the beaches, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. Sweet, be good. Speaking of beaches and culture, can I talk about the Samoa Cultural Village? You're going to say it yeah, anyway, aren't you? I, mean, <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, if we said no, what are you going yeah. to do? What are you gonna... I'll yeah. just do it anyway. Uh, exactly. Yeah, so if you if you want to learn about Samoan culture and Fa Samoa, which is the Samoan way, 
this is the number one place you should visit. This should be your first stop when you get to Samoa. Okay. Because it tells you everything. So the village is located on Beach Road, and it's just hidden behind the Samoa Tourism Authority's Information Center, which is also a fale, what Adi said. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this center is basically open every weekday. And it holds interactive tours that take visitors through all aspects of Samoan culture and traditional life. And the tours are really, really cool. So they have live demonstrations of traditional tattoos. They show you how to cook a Samoan meal in an earth oven, which is called an umu. Mm, They have uh, workshops on weaving, woodworking and cloth making. They show you how to make hand-carved ornamental wooden bowls and these massive sort of log drums that are used in Samoan dance. Uh, they also show you how to make bark cloth, which is literally making cloth using the inner bark of the paper mulberry tree. And it's a pretty interesting process, I think, M- to make this. Making cloth from the bark? Making cloth from bark. So huh. you you take a super narrow bit of bark, right? you soak it, then you sort of smack it down so it's super, super flat, and then you stretch it out to create a super thin sheet of cloth. And then you take all these sheets and you sort of glue them together to make the final cloth, which is called tapa, or the Samoan word is siapo. Mm-hmm. And once you've got your siapo, you can sort of delicately hand paint it or you spread it over these carved wooden templates used in clothing, burial shrouds, bed covers, ceremonial garments, and just tons of other stuff. It's pretty interesting to watch. Mm. And they still use the uh, traditional methods to do this, which is really cool to see. Yeah, that is good. That is good. Um, yeah, but going back to the cultural village, uh, these tours are completely free, and guests are treated to live music, a ceremony, and a traditional Samoan lunch. Uh, the tours are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 10.30 to 12.30pm, and if you're visiting Samoa, definitely start here and then visit everywhere else, because it's a perfect introduction to Samoan culture. Mm, I really like how weird. open it is, yeah, I mean, the fact that yeah. it's free and the fact that they encourage this as well is really nice to They are just... super friendly. Yeah quite interested to see the the cloth making from the bark that sounds cool i wonder mm. what they use for like the glue and the the so- like what they actually soak it and stuff like that yeah definitely i mean i didn't look into that but no no it, it yeah, yeah, i just interested to see how they do it can you put up some pictures on the blog as well because honestly I, I still can't get my head around it it's clothes but from trees yeah i'll, I'll put a youtube video on it please <laughs> thanks Attenborough strikes again <laughs> my simple it's mind cannot comprehend this from trees yeah. it's not wrong um Right, so that's probably a good intro then into what I was going to talk about. Right? So if you're kind of once you've got your initial feel for the culture and your intro, you can then go on and see what's known as the Tiwila Festival. Okay. Right, I apologize for the pronunciation. It's been hard. This one I've struggled with. I don't know about you guys, but kind of <laughs> we that, like, struggled it's, with it's, every episode. No, yeah, but yeah. this one's the, the accent is it's a beautiful accent. I reckon like top three, but yeah, the dialect is so Agreed. hard. So apologies, but anyway. The, this festival, actually named after the Samoan national plant. I didn't know mm. countries had national plants. Do we have a national plant? Okay. I'm guessing it's the poppy? Mm. That's yeah. not... Or the rose? Maybe it's the, the rose. The rose makes more sense. Sorry, yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, anyway, I didn't know that was a thing, but there you go. Um, and this festival takes place... It is the rose, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt, <laughs> but it is the rose, yeah. It's, yeah, I, I was just thinking, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And national oh. plant of Canada is the maple tree. Mate, we all knew this. Stop stop talking maples. You, Please mate. let Zaki continue. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I like how you had to make that clear. I know, right? Hey, man, I've got to represent What's the national plant of America, then, Zim? Go on. What was the national plant of America? National plant of America is also the, it's also the rose. Is Seriously? It? Huh, that's disappointing. 
okay. okay. Anyway, anyway, anyway. This festival takes around place all around September, and it's effectively a celebration of small concerts. So everything that you see in the village comes out in a sort of concert in this whole week. Hmm. And it, it, it consists of, like, music, decorations, dec- like, dancing. They have this thing called fire knife dancing. where they Sorry, fire awesome. knife. Fire knife dancing. They have a set of knives and they light both ends with them. And <laughs> okay. they dance. It's so super cool. cool. It looks proper amazing. Actually, it used to be a part of um, of the warfare, the Simone warfare, back in the super oh, early wow. days. Okay. It's kind of cool to see. But, yeah, some of the some of the dancing, like, with the knives is pretty, like, pretty impressive. I don't. I, I wouldn't recommend you trying it. Yeah, I, I was just eyeing up my uh, yeah, you <laughs> my knife set in but the only once. And, a, and, a, and a lighter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that, and and it also gives a chance for like the villages and communities to compete with each other. So they have like almost dance offs, I guess, or different things of music. So each each community competes with each other to see who's got the best portrayal. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of nice and kind of fun. And they also have different craft stores and fairs, so you can see effectively exactly what I was talking about, the traditional carvings, the arts, the woodwork. They have flower floats as well. They don't really get many pictures of what they look like, but it sounds cool. Um, American float, not like... Ah, uh, fine, float. thank you. That, oh, right. that, that makes, that makes sense. sense. <laughs> yeah, because I, I knew that was going to be a question. Yep. Um, and the tattoo artists, and of course, you get to eat all of the amazing street food that will be there. So... That's nice. I reckon a nice second day, right, to go into the mm-hmm. festival after you've been to the the culture village. Yeah, yeah no, that sounds sounds really good. Okay, We're doing like proper good facts this, this time. Yeah, and I I'm gonna to- I'm gonna top it actually. Um, I was gonna say I was about to say like maybe we're getting that out of the way first <laughs> to see where we end up. <laughs> so, with it, yeah. do you like coconuts? Yes. Yeah. Do you like loud puffing sounds? No. no. Oh well, I do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> do you? <laughs> Well, he makes them. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that just because you're that in your of... own head. So, we've talked about coconuts, so my my connection to the next wow, one is... Wow, what a segue. Hey, man, you want to throw a rock 100 feet above the air? No. Okay, so... Yeah, actually, that sounds kind of cool. Okay, so, 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 I found a place called uh, the Alafaga Blowholes, which are... Uh, so, we talk about sea caves, but this is um, lava flows from land into the ocean have kind of created these little sea cave, upward sea caves, so they're like tunnels but their face is actually almost horizontal. So they start okay. and then they go vertical, vertical. So think of it as like a, a banana-shaped tunnel um, right. with its, one of its ends pointing up towards the sky. And what's brilliant is that when the waves get quite scary, they can shoot water out of that tunnel up to 20 meters high and cause really loud puffing sound, which is brilliant. It's like a geezer, effectively. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a blowhole because it sounds, sounds yes. cooler. Does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it really? No. But no. since it's owned under private land, as most of uh, Samoa is actually under customary ownership, you have to go to the Taga village and pay the, the chief and the family there a small fee to actually go and see this blowhole. Okay. But what they do is that if you're a first-time visitor, they might ask you to buy some coconuts, and then you can throw these nuts into the water jet, and they easily reach up to 100 feet. So if you ever wanted to lob some coconuts into water and see them spiraling up into the sky, this is the place to be. Is a coconut a nut? It sounds like a nut. Is it a nut? I mean, coconut, nut, coconut. I guess so, but it's... Uh, yeah. Basically, whatever it is, you can lob it into the sea, yeah? Can <laughs> throw it into a nut the... can be defined as a one-seeded fruit, and okay. using not that loose the point. Yeah, there's a blowhole. can a... be a nut. There's I a blowhole in discussion. 
Like <laughs> I would clarify that. Yeah, go on. That's interesting. So Eddie, when when these when these coconuts like shoot up into the sky, do they actually land in the ocean, or do they come crashing back I mean, down on that, Earth? That, that is generally how gravity would work. So at some point, no, is it the ocean, <laughs> or are you terrorizing people? Depends yeah. on your velocity shot. I mean, maybe it would terrorize and come down on land. Um, or maybe it falls back into the ocean, but only you can decide. Let's be honest, from our experience, we know Zing would just run himself into it. We know yeah, that. He just be, jumps straight yeah, into that's, it. That, that was my first thought. Like, how far would I go? <laughs> I know, I know. But I can guarantee this is the best thing to do with the ocean in Samoa. Is it? Is yes, it really? It is. Yes, it is. Okay, well, we'll let the listeners decide on this one then. Okay. The best thing to do with the ocean in Samoa, yeah? Yes. Is throwing a coconut which is a nut but not a nut but kind of a fruit into the air yes and watching it land yes okay so if you want to do that mm-hmm. get some help <laughs> and if you actually want to do something decent which is related to the ocean go and have a look at a trench so mm. on the island of Upolu is one of the effectively like the biggest attraction in Samoa so this is the Tosua Ocean Trench again apologies for the um, pronunciation so it's Basically, an insanely beautiful 30 meter deep naturally formed swimming hole. Oh, wow. So, Interesting. the words to so actually mean that's a big boy pond, bruv, in, in some old language. <laughs> right. Well, of course it does. It's a giant swimming hole is what it translates as. And as Ali said, because this area is scattered with volcanoes and volcanic activity, it's a whole sequence of lava tubes that connect to the ocean. And this one in particular ruptured and collapsed, and over thousands of years of erosion created this massive famous beauty spot mm. so that's similar to like the, the whole thing that he was talking about before so mm. you arrive at the top of this trench and it's surrounded by like lush gardens all the way across the fields as Eddie mentioned um cliff sides all the way across and there's paths that crisscross around there's restaurants and picnic areas all around this kind of area which is nice mm. in nice, itself because nice. you've got a very nice view and Samoa is obviously stunningly beautiful mm-hmm. and then when you approach the trench you kind of go down a little pathway and you can either descend the 20 foot or 30 foot wooden ladder or for those that are worthy <laughs> or think you're hard, you can okay. dive straight off and jump into the water and have a swim. That sounds like fun. That sounds and really it, refreshing. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it, it, it looks fantastic. It's like, I think we would, I can't remember what we were talking about the other day, but it, it's like warm water, it seems what it sounds like. So mm. it seems like it's very nice and inside the cave they have a little area for like kids I, I, there's like a shallower bit and then there's the rest of it where you can just mess around and there's also i believe a cave and like near the trench that leads into a small sandy beach as well but nice. i think that's like recommended for people that are a bit more experienced but you can still access it nice so, so out of context the fact that you just said that there's a cave and that's a perfect place for kids <laughs> was like uh okay uh, hey man but, i haven't ha- i haven't got anything evil in this whole episode so. I, i'm so proud of you but that's yeah, well done. It's only taken 20 episodes. I know. <laughs> it's the first thing. I mean, that's got to be a shout out to Samoa, right? They managed to sway me away from all that stuff to be a calm and... Yeah, nice, Samoa nice, makes nice. me calm. Remember that, lads. I know. We're, we're definitely when we're going there. Yeah, calm, yeah exactly. Calm, yeah. So, but, but yeah, it, it's just a cool place that you can go and have a swim with and, and look at. It's, it's a definite. Like, if you go to Samoa, definitely check this out. And after you're done with that area you can go up have a picnic chill on the beach have a uh, uh, chill on the like the the gardens have some lunch and then you can head over to the Vavau beach which is about like 15 or 20 minutes walk and then again you go onto the beach which is super chill get in one of those fales and you can actually even stay there at night and see the sea and the stars and just chill there for as long as you like 
So super relaxing. That sounds really, really good. Pretty yeah. nice place. Yeah, the trench itself is open from eight thirty to five Monday to Saturday, and I think from like half twelve to five on Sunday. And it's about like I think it's like six quid or eight US dollars to get in. So pretty decent. That's and like I said, good. it's kid friendly, but they say just be cautious at the top of the trench because it is quite a big drop. So yeah. Yeah, but if you drop, you'll land in the water, right? Yeah, yeah, you will. But like for small kids, it might be a bit of too much of a drop. Mm. But you can dive in. Like it's like I think the actual water depth is something like ninety ninety meters or something like that. So okay, okay, it's, d- it's like deep enough for you to dive in. But yeah, yeah it's just a or go and throw a coconut into the air, mate. There you go. That's Honestly, the I'm still conflicted. That <laughs> coconut oh, yes. thing sounds fun. Yes. No, but it uh, more fun than diving thirty meters deep into a naturally formed lava hole. I mean, like I said, man, I'm conflicted. <laughs> but I, I, I like it's okay. I like the fact that you're kind of like turning this into exploration as well, because that that's just quite exciting in the sense that you can go and explore different parts of Samoa. But I have an exploration which kind of links onto that, if you will indulge me. Okay, does it involve a coconut? It does not involve a coconut. It does not involve the Yeti. Um, It it does not, it does not. And it doesn't involve a sea goat either, so... um, Does it involve Bill Murray? No, it does not, which is why it's good and not absolutely horrendous. Um, So... Does it involve Andrew Iniesta? 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 No, I hate that man. I'm just trying um, to fire back with you to, co- to counteract your seagoat and Yeti. Mate, that seagoat is the worst thing I've heard. <laughs> this is better than the seagoat. Everything okay. is. So, imagine this, imagine this. You've landed down in some... Uh, you've just got off the airport, you've gone to a rental car company, and you have picked up a 4x4. And what are you looking for? You are looking for a very rare animal which lives in Samoa. You sure you're not talking about the Yeti? We're not talking about the Yeti. We're not talking about the Yeti. And uh, yes, there are a lot of animals, and one of them best is the flying fox, which is actually a bat, not a fox. But we're not here for that. We're here for something better. So you get into your four-wheeler, and you decide to travel towards Lanoto Lake. So what you need to do is that you need to go and get your car, and you need to drive all the way to that lake until you hit a rainforest, and then your 4x4 is useless, so then it's better to actually hike. Then what you have to do is you have to go through the forest, the dense forest, passing all the the the, the creepy crawlies and the you know the flying foxes. We don't have time for that. And then you hit a lake, mm-hmm. and this lake isn't an ordinary lake. This is a lake which is a water-filled crater of an extinct volcano. Okay, that's pretty cool. Okay. So you have to swim across this to get to a small island, and inside that island, in an island, um, there's a small lake, and inside that lake you will find this rare animal. Do you want to guess what this animal is after you've done two days of treks and rented a vehicle and swam across the lake? I'm guessing it's some kind of marine animal, well, like yeah. a fish or a seal or something. But the flying foxes sound pretty cool. It's a goldfish. A, I'm sorry, a goldfish. Yep, a goldfish, a goldfish. So a German settler in the 19th century decided to release his pet goldfish into this lake. <laughs> what do you mean release? <laughs> It's not like they're captured. In, it's not like it's not like a he anaconda. He decided that he couldn't part Germany without his pet fish, so he took his pet fish with him onto his uh, explorations. And then when he got here, he loved the lake so much he decided to when, set. When did he do this? Nineteenth nineteenth century. And I'm assuming these are just. It's not just one fish, right? There are multiple fish because a goldfish isn't going to last that long. He had he had two fish. Oh wow. <laughs> When you say he took it on his adventures yeah. with him, what do you mean? Like, he had a bowl of water with him all Most the time? Most of the time. Did he have, like, a bottle? Yes. Most like... of the time he had a bowl. I can't find his name. There's no way he got on a plane with a bottle. 
in the time, 19th, unless it's like 100 million 19th century 19th century so you know maybe he could without all the current uk uh, airport checks but yeah he had his goldfish and then he released them into the wild in samoa and now that lake is absolutely teeming with goldfish so you can find these beautiful goldfish which have now decided to add to their numbers and are now completely wild, and it's one of the places in the world where you can find wild goldfish, thanks to this German settler. What, what, what is a wild goldfish? Like, is it feral? All right, it's a magical. It's a goldfish, <laughs> but like is. big and feral, because it's got no natural predators. Honestly, Eddie, Zeki and I are doing such good work with this episode, and you keep dragging How? us down. How? Yeah, I, I know, right? Do you but, like coconut? Do you like goldfish? So how long, how long would it take from touchdown to getting to this Two point? days. And there's a five five k trek as well uh, in between for a goldfish. I mean, the journey sounds super interesting. You could have focused on that, but no, you want to focus on that stupid little goldfish at the end. Trek through, guys. We are doing this. I'm gonna drag you there, and you will see these goldfish. And you know what? Yeah. I, I can I'm, get... You know, what I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a piranha with me. <laughs> they have no natural predators in that little lake, so they're they're. That's what I was thinking. I was they're like, absolutely loving life. They will when you're in there. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Juicy sweet. Start munching on them. <laughs> But, yeah, okay. All right. Wow. I mean, what else can you find in a forest, you know? What, what was the lake called? Um, the lake uh, was called Lake Lanoto, okay. and it's surrounded by rainforests. Follow-up question. I have a pet goldfish. I want to keep it safe. My immediate first thought is, hey, look at that volcano. I'll just drop it in there. <laughs> no, no, but this lake, water-filled crater, so extinct volcano, was actually quite famous amongst the German settlers, the explorers, so they used to like have tea around that space, and he's like, you know what, I want my fishes to be happy, I'm going to release them, like, like Ash did through his Butterfree in Pokemon, it's a beautiful gesture, he released it into the wild, go fish, swim, in, in German. Right, that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know where to go from here. That's that's the end of the podcast. That's that's episode. What else 20. are you going to find? Should we just retire? That should be the end. We're done. As that should be it. Yeah, I think that goldfish. Be. Um, wow. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> struggling, uh, struggling to bring it back. So if if speed with the <laughs> pores that are formed by the lakes and the volcanoes yes no it's okay don't even mention the volcano we'll just edit it out <laughs> completely just snip it out so we're done. <laughs> okay yeah okay mountains mountains jungles let's go with let's go with jungle i can do something with jungle okay okay so if you're tired of the water now that you've thrown a coconut in <laughs> dive 30 meters down and munched on a goldfish you can visit the island of Savai, I think mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. I probably got that wrong. And it's the westernmost um, part of Samoa. It's actually, I think, I think it's the largest island in Samoa. Right. And it's one of those where it's apparently one of the more kind of traditional like islands in comparison to some of the other areas that are more by, like close by. So it's more of a culturally traditional area. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I mentioned, littered with volcanoes, most of which are, I think, I think all of them might still be in- inactive now. But anyway, it's also blanketed by jungles, and deep within one of these jungles, but I don't know exactly which one, you can find a large heap of stones. Right. So, like, the base is about 60 meters by 60 meters, and about 12 meters in height, Mm -hmm. and they're kind of shaped like a pyramid, but not like a pyramid, but sort of, but not really. What does that mean? I mean, if you pile stones, they'd end up like a pyramid-looking shape anyway, no, right? That's what a pile of stuff is. Sort of, but no, because from the sky it looks like a 
six-leaf clover. Oh, okay. You it's weird. I, I can't really describe it. Horrible job explaining what you <laughs> just said. You <laughs> climb through a forest and there are a bunch of stones I mean. that look like clover. No, no, no. Okay, so looking from the side, if you look at eye level with it, it looks like a pyramid. Sort of. Like a mountain. Okay, how, are you how sure we don't want to revisit the goldfish? Well <laughs> Honestly, we <laughs> might have to. Looking at it from the sky, it looks like a, a weird shape. But anyway, it's it's known as the Pulemali Mound, and it's apparently, I'll rescue this, it's the largest ancient structure in Polynesia. Okay, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stick that goldfishes, mate. Yeah, well, so, yeah, exactly. So, as you've probably... Okay, so the way that I've described it isn't great, and to be brutally honest, it's not the most... Um, thought it well, it's not the greatest thing to look at, <laughs> but <laughs> no, yeah, wait, because it, it's not, I can't really describe like the way I've tried to describe it clearly shows I'm struggling. Okay, so right? to all our so listeners, it, I'll just put a picture on the blog. Yeah, yeah thank yeah, you. Right. There's a picture, look at it. But anyway, that, that that's not the most interesting thing, <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> but they the thing is, nobody really knows why it was built or what its origins are or what the purpose of it was. Nobody knows anything about it. So they think it was built sometime between the 1100s to 1400s, but that's pretty much it. Like, there's no info on what it is, why it's there. Does it have some, like, religious significance? Again, don't know. There's no info on it at all. There's no remnants. There's no other... Because I think when there's... um. When they found things like this before, normally there's like another area around it with other stuff yeah, in there, and yeah. normally there's relics and artifacts, mm. either carving or mainly pottery that they find. So they have some way of dating it or some idea of what culture or group it was linked to, but this has nothing. There's nothing. It's just this mound that's that like a thousand years old or whatever. Interesting. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I remember reading that but, uh, there was one part in Samoan history where pottery actually just stopped, like the tribes just stopped making pottery and they started importing it instead. And since Samoan focused so much on oral history rather than written history, it's very hard to actually find that trace. So uh, yeah, completely, I can understand why nobody knows what the clover pyramid cone thing is. Because what I'm picturing is like a Samoan Stonehenge situation. Uh, kind of, yeah, kind of. But yeah, so even even like finding it is tricky because it's it's located near I think the Letolo plantation, but it's not a clear path. So you have to kind of explore and try to narrow it through the jungle, which is kind of mm-hmm. cool. And then once you're at the top, you can see the mound, but you can also see the ocean. You get quite good, so it's it's worth the trip just for the views. But you can turn it into a bit of an adventure to try and find it, like you know, try and discover it for yourself because it's not a clear path to it. So that's kind of. Yeah, S1? like both of your attractions, the journey, the exploration, that's more exciting. Yeah, yeah. But you can turn you it into can turn it, into, and you can so try and like, can... figure out what exactly it is um, and what it could be used for. Like, is it a ceremony? Is it like just a constellation, mm. I don't know, appreciation monument or something? But yeah, I mean... A constellation appreciation like, monument? I'm, I'm pick, like, I'm looking at Google pictures. It looks like a star, uh, like an eight-sided star thing. Yeah. So I'm going... Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, at least I can explain my goldfish. You know, like, it's a fish, and you like it. <laughs> no one's ever said. Well, at least I can explain my goldfish. <laughs> well, I <think> that's, <laughs> um, that that should though. be the title of this episode. That should, yeah. Okay. Um, but yes. Definitely worth an explore, though. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I'm going to bring it back to some actual decent attraction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch your mouth. No, right. I want to talk about the EKFS Museum, and no, I don't know what it stands for. What does it stand for, for, Zim? So basically, um, (laughs) Samoan myths and legends are a big focus of this museum, 
and it's less of a museum, more of an art gallery, I would say. Um, okay. It's actually part of um, a college, an art college, and all the students, they design their artwork in this museum slash gallery thing. And you can explore it yourself, or you can be given a guided tour, and everyone recommends you go for the tour. Because your guide will sort of walk you through each work of art and explain its cultural significance and ties to Samoan history and folklore. And they just talk about all the myths and legends in the space and it's really, really fun to hear. You can even actually chat with the students and watch them create the art. So, you know, the um, the wood carving and the cloth I was talking about earlier on, yeah, yeah. They, you can actually view that procedure here as well. And I'll put some pictures on the blog because some of the stuff in this gallery is amazing, like they have huge wooden carvings that are made from a single piece of wood. And they are... Do they have goldfish, then? They, surprisingly, yes, they do. Yes! But they have, like, a massive octopus made out of wood. They've got this Viking-style boat. They've got a line of oxen. Uh, they do have frogs and a turtle and even a goldfish carved out of wood as well, which I'm sad to say. <laughs> uh, but Okay, but you know what? The rest of that wood carving stuff does, sounds, yeah, honestly, that, that sounds pretty awesome. Definitely yeah. visit this place. Um, it's not too famous, so not too, people, not too many people know about it, but if you want to see some cool stuff, visit this museum instead of a stupid goldfish. Okay, let's let's okay, <laughs> let's bring it back and look. Okay, Samoa, nice, calm, everybody's yeah, everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's, everyone's a team. Yeah, like, yeah okay, so... That's quite nice. That's quite a nice museum. The only thing I was going to ask you, Zim, is um, what does it stand for? <laughs> well, it was part of the... Yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I was going to think for where you stop, but yeah. Yeah, because that, that carving stuff, I, I don't know if you guys kind of agree, but I, I've always found that quite cool. Like, it's quite yeah. interesting to see, because it requires a lot of skill. A lot of skill, do. like the intricate attention to detail. The, the it's, it's, it's just beautiful to go and see up close as well, and, and yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay, I'm yeah. still Googling this thing, right? But apparently it's an art college funded by the EKFS, but they don't tell me what the EKFS is. <laughs> okay, Pyramid um, But the other, th- <laughs> the other thing I was going to say is that it's quite interesting that you say people recommend the tour. I haven't... Also, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's the EFKS music. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, for the love of... Wow. So, should I... <laughs> Should I re- no, do no, that entire segment then? There, so people know the charlatan exactly, that you are. That's exactly. what we'll do. Wow. Oh, I mean, uh, the museum does sound good, and I like the little, it's nod to the traditional religion as well. So the um, Samoan had the pantheistic religion, which was like um, splitting mm-hmm. up, so rather than devoting or fo- focusing their attention to one deity or um, a lot of gods, they actually had a bit of a, uh, a fluid religion in the sense that you had Atoas, which were non-human origin de- deities, and Aitus, which were human origin deities with human attributes like, you know, anger, power, hmm. etc. And then you've got the non-humans, which are like earthquakes or volcanoes or the spirits. Um, so can I tell you a story hmm. which I found interesting? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Go for it. As long as it doesn't involve the Yeti or goldfish. Okay, um, let me just quickly check my notes. Uh, <laughs> nope, I think we are good with that stuff. So okay, yeah, this is a story which I found quite interesting, which doesn't relate to any of the major gods or any of the demigods or any of the major de- deities. Um, so this is one which I had to research a, a fair bit to find. Um, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I hope this is new to everyone. So this is a story about the village of Sasavamuli. Um, which is a village which was abandoned 200 years ago. And this is a village which is on the inland of Velutai, uh, which is uh, part of a land called Po. 
And the story is that there's this beautiful, lush, um, vibrant uh, little town. And in the center of this town, they had a field. And in that field, they had a tree called the Pure Tree. And everyone mm-hmm. was okay with it until this tree got possessed by some spirits. Oh. And the spirits decided to, um, you know, live in this tree, make it their home squat uh, in this tree. And they're like, you know what, what we'll do is we'll camp here. And during the day, we'll ransack and annoy everyone. And then we'll return to the tree as soon as darkness has fallen. Right. Because for some reason, these guys didn't like the night. So they're like, well, I'll allow that. We'll just, we'll just stay. They're, they're evil spirits that didn't like yeah, the night. Yeah, so this is why I was like, it doesn't... Yeah, okay. so they're, they're like, we, 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 can, we can do what we want in the day, but at night time, we've got to come home, curfew style. So what happens is that they did, did a fair bit of this, and the people of uh, Sasa village um, got a bit annoyed by this, and they were like, this isn't working, and they started fearing um, this spot, this field. Um, they didn't harvest anywhere near theirs, and they avoided that tree as much as they could. Um, the problem was that this tree was very close to their plantations, so they had to hurry between where they lived and where they worked uh, a lot, and they tried to avoid it as well. Right. So at some point, the spirits actually decided, you know what, we're actually going to take, we're going to take back the night, and they started um, appearing at night as well and reducing their time during the day, and this actually annoyed a lot of the people. They're like, we were okay with you doing whatever you needed to do during the day. Yeah, um, we had a schedule. Yeah, we had a schedule, we had an agreement, but the mm. fact that you're now swipping, mm. swapping it without us actually getting involved, it's kicking off. So then what they started to do was that they decided, we're going to cut this guy down. We're going to cut this tree. Right. Once again, I'm, that's, that's verbatim. That's how <laughs> yeah, it, it says here, one of the elders of the village said, we cut that down! <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay. Uh, so, so causing the spirits to vacate the spot. Uh, so, yeah, like, yeah, let's cut it down, and then what are they going to do? They're going to run away. Hmm. That's that, okay. Even now, I can see how that's. A bad <laughs> I know, idea. I know. So they decided. They decided. Uh, so who's going to do this? Who's going to do this? And one of them's like, "Fine, I'll do it." But only if he comes with me. And he goes, "I'll come." Only if he comes with me. So three of them so decide. Literally everyone. Three, 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 three of them <laughs> uh, right. decided to go up to this tree, and they started felling it and cutting it. And as soon as their stone axes hit the the tree, blood started coming out of the tree. And I was like, "Oh dear!" And then they were like, "Oh yeah, this is awesome." But what they didn't know was that the spirits were actually busy having fun during the, the day, so they weren't actually in the tree at the time. So when the trees, okay. uh, when the spirits decided to come back, <laughs> back home after a long day of ransacking and pillaging and whatever spirits do, Zucky, like you probably know better. Um, yeah, I think you're being a bit being a bit harsh against the spirits here. Let's let's just turn sorry, let's sorry, turn your ransacking. Uh, uh, apologies, and, yeah, apologies. Yeah. So the spirits were dilly dallying. Yeah. Dilly dally, frolicking, frolicking. frolicking. Um, frolic. They might frolic. You don't know them exactly. Uh, so yeah, they, they were frolicking, and they came back, and they were found that their tree, their home, their their, their beloved home, was actually uh, broken down. So they decided that we're going to kill everyone who was responsible. That's fair. In order to find out which of these people were, were responsible, they decided to use their sense of smell to smell the deceit and corruption. Um, so they went around. Right. <laughs> they went around to the village and started sniffing people um, to see which of these people were guilty. And those three people, uh, one of them was not quick enough to actually vacate the village, so he 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 was killed straight away by these spirits. The other two ran away to their villages, uh, to to their family in faraway villages, and then started like having showers and uh, getting rid of their scent of their guilt and corruption. And they haven't come back to that village since. And since that. Um, that village which I talked about, Sasa Vaimuli, has been abandoned um, because nobody wanted to go there because apparently spirits are still sniffing out the deceit and corruption. So, Interesting. How did they kill him? 
I have, do you know what, it's just re- I literally found two paragraphs on this. It's really hard to hmm. get any more information around this. So yeah, yeah. I have no idea, but... But can can you still go? Like can you, you go? You can still go. It's it's there's not much there. Um, they've got a few huts, and it's yeah, you can still go. But there's no mention of this. Like this is literally we're talk, we're talk, we're talking page four on Google Pages. That's how much yeah. And is is the do you know if the tree is still there or did they chop it down completely? Like because because you kind of glossed over the fact that it bled. Yeah. Like, do you that know? Was I, a very I think quick I think, I think that's like... just there. It's like oh, it's it's bleeding. Maybe it's sap. Because again, I've literally found nothing on this. Um. Hmm. But yeah, if anyone somewhere is an expert in Samoan mythology, I'd love to expand on the story. But uh... yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That is because it seemed like they were quite working out quite yeah. all right. It kind of it's quite a good summary for Samoa, really, because everybody so like it it brings out calmness and even yeah. that like beforehand, obviously the kid, it's still relatively calm. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Yeah. pretty good as far as abandoned places go and spirits. Yeah. It's quite a calm story. Just thought I'd share that one. You know what? Yeah, nice. yeah. Go on, I'll give you that one. Have I redeemed myself? I mean, then again, if it's spirits, then I'm going to be down. So you know, that, that, that maybe that's a biased thing. I don't know about Zayn. Yeah, no redemption. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, they failed there. <laughs> okay. My tried. Yeah, Zayn, you've not got nothing to stand on after your <laughs> <laughs> four <laughs> four letters. Oh, yeah, so, true. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. you should visit the EFKS museum. It's very lovely. Yes. Okay. All right. Nice. Uh, guys, we are nearing the end of the episode, so do you guys have any special mentions? I have one quick fact I want to mention. Um, when we decided we were going to do Samoa for this episode, I immediately wanted to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Absolutely. Uh, you know, the Fast and Furious spin-off with Jason Statham and The Rock. Because um, mm-hmm. The Rock is half Samoan, and they go to Samoa in the third act of the movie, and I thought, this is perfect. I'll actually have something to talk about. <laughs> All the scenes filmed that were set in Samoa were actually filmed in Hawaii. Seriously? Yeah, so they didn't I actually like film that. in Samoa, which is uh, okay. kind of disappointing. But yeah, that's, that's my fact. Oh, so, oh that's wow. it? That's okay. it. That's oh, okay. all I got. Right. Zaki, do you have special mentions? Which wow. are better than that? Yeah, I've got quite a few. Yes, thank you. Thank the Lord, because that one is <laughs> I know, yeah. can't end up that. wasn't even a... I don't even know what that was. I was like, I thought you were going to say, yeah, they didn't film anything. But actually, if you watch this, you exactly. can see... Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean... It's last minute mentions. I don't want to take up too much time. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's the excuse, is it? Yeah. Public right. service. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple actually. So I've got one which is called the Immaculate Conception Cathedral, okay. which is apparently a super cool, very beautiful, iconic cathedral near the Apai Harbour. And there's another one near, also close to this. You can go snorkeling and see tropical fish, and it's called the Palolo Deep Marine Reserve. Nice. So check that out. And then the other one, which is actually a legitimate one that I forgot to mention at the start, more of a kind of tourist advice thing. Um, if you're going to go visit, probably go around like May to October. The weather's on point all the way through. Mm-hmm. But between November and April, you get cyclones and it gets very humid. So if you're going to go, go from like the May to October region and probably September so you can actually get the festival into it. Nice. I can't believe you just said cyclones and it's humid in the same sentence. Like those are two big, like, <laughs> like humidity, slight, slight problem. Cyclone, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the cyclones don't come into the land now, and they just kind of disrupt uh, travel uh, and uh, stuff. Uh, so it's better to go in like yeah, the the May to October. Region. Okay, well that's nice. that's really good. I have no special mentions. So if with that we are now at the end of the episode, and that chaps is twenty episodes strong. Yes, I think that deserves a clap. That, that is a clap. A clap. Yay! 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 Thank you <laughs> to all our listeners, and as always. Make sure to subscribe so you know when our next episode 
Sweden lands on your podcast app thing. Gentlemen, we get there in the end. See you at the next one.